Welcome to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. I'm Bry Guy. I'm Jason. Today's episode, The Vulture Has Landed. Heidi Ho, Bry Guy. Another week, another Spidey adventure. What's going on Highlight with you? Highlight of my week. Highlight of my week, Jason. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. All week, I look forward to these these nights that we sit around like two 40-something men, mm-hmm. 40-year-old something men, mm-hmm. talking about Spider-Man from 1981. You know, it might not be the podcast that you want, but it's the podcast you deserve. <laughs> Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we're doing God's work here. We're watching all these episodes <laughs> sometimes twice so that you yeah. don't have to everybody. So that you don't have to watch them. It's uh, and, and work's getting done. And, and we're mm-hmm. getting close to the end. We're we're I know. now I know. I can't we're now talking it. about the episode that represents the, you know, fourth to the last episode of this whole dang thing, if you can believe it. I know. And being introduced to a classic villain. Yeah. The Vulture. The Vulture. Yeah, He's one of who, the Sinister Six, no? I believe so. And he mm-hmm. appears very early in uh, the Spider-Man world. I think uh, he appeared in issue two, Amazing Spider-Man number two. Issue number two. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah. Didn't, we, didn't we just a few weeks ago talk about the villain that appeared in issue number one? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's cool that we're seeing, though late in the game of this series, we're still seeing early villains mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. wish they would have been introduced sooner into the series and we would have not wasted our time on some of the one-offs but <laughs> right you know right. what we get what we get and we don't throw a fit exactly. you know what i'm saying yep it exactly. is what it is uh yeah Vul- yeah vulture <laughs> definitely was sinister in the original sinister six okay um, i thought so that's something that i know we're probably going to get mm, delicious morsel of Sinister Sixing in in a future uh, yes uh, cartoon series that's that's I'm looking forward to that but uh, right it was yeah fun to see the Vulture obviously the most recent uh, mainstream iteration was in Spider-Man uh, Homecoming the yeah the, the the Tom the the OG Tom Holland vehicle with uh, yeah some people called it an Iron Man movie but um, I think those people just had some sour grapes because it was a really good yeah. Spider-Man movie. One and, of my favorites. One of my mm-hmm. favorites. Obviously, very different sort of villain here. A little bit more conventional for the Spidey yeah. 81 series. The Vulture costume a little bit more conventional. Let me ask you this, if you know about Vulture, because I, I don't really know off the top of my head. Are, are those wings attached to his body, or is it a costume? Or It is a costume. It is a costume? Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, in, in this... In this particular episode, didn't it seem like he was sort of, uh, I, I don't know, they lo- they looked very bird-like and uh, attached, biological. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. They, right. Yeah. The fused into his skin, kind of like a Dr. Octopus yeah. in some of the, yeah. 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 No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Every iteration that I've read this and and seen, it's always a suit that mm-hmm. allows him to fly. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I might be wrong, but I feel like a lot of iterations of him he is a direct sort of reaction to Spider-Man. Mm, like he's mm-hmm. he's he's made because he wants to outdo Spider-Man. Mm, so okay, okay, much like Spider-Man, mostly all in the in the uh, suit. Yeah, similar yeah. to the Vulture. Yeah. No, so. no. That, yeah, and that's all good. I, just they they certainly didn't you know address that directly in this one. Um, Why would we get an origin? No, Who needs an origin. No, right? no, you don't need that. You don't need that. Uh, <laughs> nah. You know, you're right. The right out of the gate in this one, we start off. Uh, we get a, we get a brief sort of establishing web swing through town. Spidey sort of uh, drives the point home, saying, uh, "Swinging's okay, but you know, uh, flying would be 
even easier. And then, uh, and then all oh, the vulture flies by and yeah. he's looking, right f- he's looking for, uh, some, uh, very particular people to kidnap. Yeah. Scientists, scientists mm-hmm. to help him with his, um, blimp mm-hmm. to, I think get gold, be rich. Right. As that is ultimate <laughs> end goal. To be in the Guinness Book of World Records, is right, right. <laughs> I wasn't positive clear were, on that. There were a few, there were a few points where uh, it was uh, sort of alluded to what he was doing, but yeah, the one, the one that I loved the best was that was that Guinness Book yeah. mention. Really odd, just sort of throw in line, you know, where he was, where he's like, because he, because so the 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 plan is ultimately. Uh, once again, th- they really are into the space program on this series as well. Yeah, they're really into this thing as well because this is this is this has happened more than once now. I think the Sandman episode there was a Mars probe bringing back like pieces of Mars. Right, there was like yep. Martian soil. Yep. yep. And then and now with this one, this was a Jupiter probe. I don't know what he's bringing back <laughs> bringing from back Jupiter, Jupiter soil, but. <laughs> But he's gonna steal that. He's gonna steal that Jupiter probe and right. and the, force the government to buy the probe back from him. Back, mm-hmm. which at a is, hefty price. Which is certainly gonna be in the Guinness Book of Records. Well, for villainy, space, space rock heists. <laughs> I don't right. So mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but every year I'd get the Guinness Book of World Records for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. First thing I would do is go under V for villainy. And I would be like, God, did the vulture make it this year? <laughs> nope. Damn it. He, it's rigged. It's a rigged system, rigged. I tell you. Rigged. <laughs> but no, I, I really did enjoy, in all yeah. seriousness, the, the Guinness Book of World Records. I did oh. have a few Christmases where I got a Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't even know if those exist anymore because now people just yeah. like Google, like, who has, you know, who is, you know, swallowed the most amount of toothpicks <laughs> or whatever the, the, the latest record is. <laughs> They, I, I actually, in in conjunction with watching this episode, because I had the same thought, I was like, they can't still be publishing this book. They apparently last actually put out a book twenty years ago, so it's been it's been a very long time since they two thousand since they had yeah a physical uh, uh, copy of the book. But when I was in grade school, man, that was like you couldn't get that book checked out from your school library because it was there was like a waiting list for it. For some reason, right. everybody right. always wanted Everyone to wanted, have, wanted to like read about these weird records of like long fingernails and you yes, know, yeah, and there tall pictures, people, so short was... people. Right, right. Number of siblings, number of wives. Right, right. right. biggest person, skinniest person. Yep. Right, yep, yeah. I All think it was stuff. a strange sort of fascination that I had that it was uh-huh. kind of like these are real people, but they look like comic like comic book characters like sure i mm-hmm. clearly remember the guy with the longest fingernails had fingernails that like wrapped around in like a curly cue right yes mm-hmm. and i was and my thought was how does that guy open a car door <laughs> <laughs> i was very practical even at my, eight years old <laughs> mine was how what how does he eat i i wondered yes. how he ate yeah yes. uh-huh. yeah from my recollection uh-huh. and i know it was at least 20 years ago probably more like 35 <laughs> years ago don't recall there ever being a villainy section yeah yeah there's not yeah. to my knowledge there's nothing about biggest space rock heists in, no. in the Guinness most, book. Most yeah. invisible blimp goes <laughs> to Vulture. Most invisible blimp. <laughs> uh-huh. For four years running, no one is even, you know, uncontested, unanswered. 
the invisible blimp. I'll just give it to Vulture. That's terrific. So that so that's his plan. But he, I, I did like this about this episode that it it was uh, he 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 needed to enlist the help of other people, and he did. You know, he. I mean, it was you know. Uh, forced uh, servitude or whatever he had he kidnapped sure. people and made him made them work for him but you know right. sometimes unless it's it, particularly in this series unless it's like dr doom who comes off as extremely intelligent and capable of uh, of figuring all this stuff out it's nice to see a villain who has cool stuff or has big plans and is like yeah but i can't do it i need these i, I need these other people to do it for me and i'm just gonna bully him into it yeah Right, right. Mm-hmm. So um, I think when he's first flying next to Spider-Man, we find out later in the very beginning in that opening shot, he's literally stealing a scientist from his balcony as he's just trying to read the paper, have right. a nice cup of coffee. He gets he gets vulturized and mm-hmm. swooped up. Mm-hmm. And then later, he's looking for Harry Osborn, which I am a fan of Harry Osborn in almost everything I've read and seen, except for maybe the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man 2, Harry yeah, Osborn. I didn't like that, that Harry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, I don't know, emo and dark and like yeah, just yeah. didn't fit in. But I was really excited that we were going to see Harry Osborn because I was like, oh, maybe we'll get kind of mentioned of the Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, exactly. It literally w- could have been anyone. He could have said, you know, Rod Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was just it was just an excuse right. for Peter to go to Harry Osborn's house to steal his clothes and then vulture who's <laughs> apparently done no research on what they look like right. just assumes that 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 peter parker uh, is harry osborne well he was right. wearing his clothes i mean he had a crest and on the jacket have, and everything not look at what is and then peter you know kind of is feeling himself in the mirror he's like looking pretty good there peter <laughs> maybe he needs a new wardrobe uh-huh, but yeah uh-huh. vulture's uh extent of research on harry osborne is i know what he wears <laughs> so I know that this is Harry you know, Osborn. I know where he lives, what his clothes <laughs> what, look like. Right, right. That looks like a Harry Osborn <laughs> outfit. It's got to be him. <laughs> to the blimp. Oh, yes. No, it's one of those things, too, where, like you said, you know, we're getting to the end of the series. It makes you wonder if, I don't know, I can't, I can't help but wonder this stuff. Like, did they have any semblance of thought about the possibility of a second season, you know, where, where, right. you know, it's like, oh, we can mention Harry Osborne here and maybe we'll come back and we'll actually have Harry Osborne on the show sure. later Planting on, seed. you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but never to come to fruition. I mean, unless right. Harry Osborne shows up in the next three episodes after this, which I doubt that he will. Yeah. It doesn't seem, it likely. seems like an empty promise. Uh, yeah. but, uh, no, it, but it was, it was, uh, they did do some nice things, uh, in this one, as far as, uh, you know, moving uh, moving stuff along for uh, Peter to be in the right places at the right time because uh, wasn't it Jonah wanted he wanted him to get with Harry for 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 something because they had a they had a previous relationship um, yeah. and they they established in this one that Harry had been Peter's roommate. Yeah, I don't know where, where like prep school. I mean, I don't know. Right, because uh, he's always lived with Aunt May. Uh huh. Why would uh-huh. he moved out and then move back in with Aunt May? That that yeah, that's left unclear. Uh, yeah, but as as most things are in the series. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but anyway, it was you know it was plausible that he they they came up with a plausible excuse for him to be there and to kind of sure. get you know get uh, twisted around uh, and and accidentally kidnapped by the vulture. And and my thought was, if I'm Peter, mm-hmm. and I get swiped with the impression that I'm Harry Osborn, just going, there there must be some misunderstanding. Let me show you ID. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm mm-hmm. Peter. I'm Peter. Like, try to talk. He he, he went 
without much uh, mm-hmm. fight. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, maybe he's maybe he's doing this because he knows he can then be on the inside and stop vultures. Oh yeah, yeah. I just I guess okay. I kind of presumed that that it was okay. that he was like, well, this is an unfortunate set of circumstances but he had because i think it was right before that didn't he there there was there was no montage but there was like a crossfade where he was like well i gotta go find the vulture because jonah thinks spider-man's you know helping him out again and then right he's like and then it's like fade to black fade in and it's like can't find the vulture anywhere i've been all over the city Let me go to my friend's house and steal his clothes. Right, right. <laughs> so it was serendipitous. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. All right, yeah. fair enough. Um, okay. No, it did work out, and it, and the so he gets to the uh, and and I one of the other things I loved in this episode. No one actually said it. I don't think that they said the words back to back, but I was saying it and just kind of repeating it like a like a mantra uh, in the back of my head for the rest of the episode. Invisible dirigible. Invisible dirigible, invisible dirigible. That's one of the things that, as an actor, that you say backstage to like loosen up the the tongue. You know, like unique New York, unique New York, invisible dirigible, invisible dirigible, invisible dirigible. <laughs> so uh, Peter gets there and um, finds out uh, a, a vulture has you know kidnapped the other scientists. Uh, one of them uh, created some cyborg uh, hawks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would think vultures, but they didn't look very vultury. They looked more like they they looked Hawks more hawkish, crows, eagleish. Crows maybe. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what they were. Yeah, they, they were large. A, yeah, I made a note of this that cyborg bir- cyborg birds on a blimp only in the series. <laughs> right, and on and honestly, in this universe, this isn't the weirdest thing that we've seen. <laughs> And this isn't the weirdest plan that we've heard. Like, we're like, no, that makes a lot of sense. You know, paint the plane invisible and get your cyborg birds going. Who cares? You know, pass the popcorn. We're, we're in for this ride. So, yeah, the vulture kidnapped who he thought was Harry Osborne because apparently Harry has come up with a formula for invisible paint, which, let me tell you, that is that is the number one snake oil shyster bullshit you can right. come up with well, th- no right. no no the reason you can't see the paint is because it's invisible <laughs> but it's, exactly and but, but it's you not you might paint. still see me right yeah. and i put it on you might still see me but to me i'm invisible so i know <laughs> i know it's working right that's why my so, clothes are off you can't <laughs> i know you can't see me yeah so, cut to him being arrested for you know indecent <laughs> exposure <laughs> So the thing with this paint isn't that the paint itself is invisible. It it apparently renders renders whatever it whatever it is applied to invisible. So and that's pretty good for like a a pretty new scientist who's still right. living in an apartment. I mean, <laughs> you make invisibility paint, you live uh, you live the rest of your life on those earnings. You know, yeah, like that's yeah. that's enough to retire on. Absolutely, absolutely, and <laughs> and seriously, even if your even if your product goes to market, you can't make money on it you just paint yourself invisible and you walk away you know you just like you the creditors will never find you rob a bank no big deal (laughs) they can't see you right (laughs) and then and then there's the scene where where peter is outside the blimp or dirigible what's the difference between a blimp and a dirigible uh, trademark, I think. I think Blimp might be like a Kool-Aid or a Band-Aid uh, kind see. of thing. Like I it's see. like it's a brand name. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
but he's out there he's out there painting the thing invisible and, and they, they you know he's working yeah he was he was working pretty hard and yeah then just you know then and then for the rest of the episode you see like floating heads inside of doors just with sky behind them and yeah and, and whatnot yeah. yeah yeah it's uh very it's interesting thing. very it interesting. Is interesting just i mean my mind just for a moment goes to a, a space where it's like just from a practical standpoint god how does that how, how does that work where there's an object you know, in your in your field, of, even if you can't see it, there's an object, right? Mm-hmm. How to, how can you possibly see the sky that's behind that object? If even even if you can't see right. the object, how do I? It I would don't, cast it would cast a shadow. It would, would take think. up space. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. It's, because it's there's weird. a lot of this epi- there's a lot of this episode where Spider Man is crawling on what we think is the blimp, right? But what they animate is him just crawling in the sky right like right. crawling on a cloud mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah so, but it still has like some sort of texture uh-huh. you would think so there'd be yeah. like a space between you and the sky yeah, where this yeah. looks like he's i see what you're he looked like he was crawling on a wall that was painted to look like a sky through most of this episode <laughs> right, right. <laughs> maybe we've just maybe we've been to college too many times brian i don't know i i, I yeah I don't, I don't either any, I don't either. and i don't possible. i don't I don't remember doing a whole lot of research on invisibility, but I don't yeah. think it works like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it was uh, the, the, this is this is what the vulture wants to do, and it and at this point, I don't think Peter even knows yet why he needs the cyborg birds, the invisible dirigible, <laughs> the other. The, what, what was the other thing that the that the scientist uh, was doing for him? Oh, he was making the 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 power uh, generator for the yes for the dirigible that was the other that thing was, that he did that was the scientist mm-hmm. the scientist making that was um, as Peter slash Harry gets into the blimp mm-hmm. and the vulture is introducing him to everyone that was the guy that turned around and said he forced me here <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like well I know that's how I got here He's, you know we know that no one got here willingly right sir. right, like, <laughs> right but he did look very comfortable at his workstation like he looked he it looked a little bit lived in you know like, right right yeah he, he got a little defensive though like oh i'm i'm not, i'm not chilling. i'm not I'm really poor. i'm not really into this okay <laughs> i know that i've i've really settled in but i am not, this is not where i want to be i i'd rather be gone just to be clear <laughs> To remind this. me what the reason is then so that so Peter doesn't know what the plan is but the vulture no. has to go what what did the vulture have to leave for did he had he had to fly out to go do something else was he he was he was he kidnapping someone else I think he was getting another scientist I think that there was a scientist that was still missing but this all happens like in the first 6 or 7 minutes it was a pretty plot heavy yeah like first act oh for sure that might be part of what the reason is like it's tough for me to even uh, you know keep the keep the sequence straight or or, or uh, what was going on so he so he takes off and then spider-man is like mm, perfect i've got this invisibility paint mm-hmm. vulture left mm-hmm. i've got my spidey costume underneath harry's clothes i'm gonna go outside the blimp act like i'm calling uh, spider-man and then i and then it'll come back in and in save these spiders no one will suspect that peter's not here anymore right so, sorry Harry. Harry. So confused. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. confused. Yeah, yeah. But it 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 basically works. I mean, he gets uh, he he does get his uh, other two scientists bailed out. But there is kind of a there's a there's a funny thing that happens with the birds, right? Because the basically the cyborg birds is this what the, the is this the reason he needed the cyborg birds? Vulture needed the birds, 
in order to babysit his prisoners while he was away doing other things? I think so. Mm-hmm. And and Spidey doesn't seem to have a real clear plan, although mm-hmm. he acts confident. I don't yeah. think he has a real clear plan on what to do with the birds because he literally traps the birds in, uh-huh. goes, traps the birds out, goes back in, traps the birds in. <laughs> like he does three steps to get to the first step. Uh-huh. And I was like, uh-huh. you're you're floundering here, mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You, you may act like you know, but you don't know. <laughs> But eventually he does get to where, okay, scientists, you have parachutes, birds inside dirigible, open trap door, let scientists out. Scientists, uh, for their if it was their first time skydiving, it didn't look like it because no. man, they pulled those chutes as soon as they were clear and they just they floated down to the city. Um, and they didn't protest. They weren't like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Yeah, they were just yeah. like, okay, all right, <laughs> I'm and, not into this. <laughs> And then, but then, yeah, Spider-Man is trapped, of course, inside with the birds. <laughs> One of the things that it would have been wonderful to see on screen, we don't get to see it here, but he he realizes how difficult this is going to be. He's like, "Oh, I'm in here with these birds. Uh oh." And then, and then we see Vulture <laughs> return a moment later. Spider-Man is locked in a bird cage, <laughs> hanging from the yes. top. Yep. I don't know how they got him in that bird cage, but I, I would either. have loved to see that. Yeah, and who got him there and how, and right, mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously and, the birds got him in there, but how did the birds get the Spider-Man in the birdcage? I don't either. I don't know, and and it, it proves how intelligent they are, I guess. I right? don't know. And and then does it kind of eliminate the need for Vulture? If they can just do this whole thing without him, they can, they can put, let's face it, Jason, the most powerful superhero in this universe. <laughs> they can put him in a birdcage. <laughs> Why is Vulture needed? <laughs> And these scientists. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fair question. But uh, we, I mean, we find out later how easy it is to subdue the birds, but we're getting ahead of ourselves if we yes. if we go that yep. far. Because at this point now, uh, uh, Vulture returns, uh, and he isn't, of course, not expecting to see Spider-Man. He's expecting to see his three scientist folk who he left there. Uh, he doesn't come back with another scientist, though, so I, I don't remember what, yeah, I don't know I, I don't he, remember left. What he left yeah. for. Just to see how the birds do babysitting. He just wants to test them. <laughs> just, now, just, if Spider-Man is not in a cage, uh-huh. when we get back, we're going to have to have a little chat because you're not ready to be left home alone. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility, birds. This is where the vulture and the and the birds decided not to do this. I guess the birds wanted to be able to explain to the vulture why the scientists were missing <laughs> instead of just yes. dumping Spider-Man out of the trapdoor themselves. They were like, he's not going to believe us if we don't have a Spider-Man here. <laughs> right. We'll so, let him explain himself. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> right. and so then the so then the Vulture's like, see a Spidey. And he goes plummeting down uh, to his uh, demise. But he runs into yet another World War One flying ace. Now, this, yes. this wasn't the ace from way back in episode number two, I think. Yeah, yeah, way back in episode number two, the guy who flew Spider-Man to Doc Doom's uh, airship. This is a this is yet a, this is another World War One flying ace, uh, just trying to eke out an honest living in 1982 New York City. Uh, he's flying his his biplane, and pulling a banner behind it, a banner. flying over the beach, right? Mm-hmm. And the banner that says "Buy Super Tan." Buy super tan. That's not like buy. That's not like buy Menon. You're right. This is like purchase super tan. Right. It's not near the super tan. (laughs) Right. Right. It is purchase the super tan. (laughs) Please purchase some super tan. That that would be a much more expensive sign. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. Exactly. Because they pay per letter. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so eliminate a lot of needless letters. And you and I were talking off the air. We still don't know. Is Super Tan a suntan lotion? Mm-hmm. Is it a bronzing cream? Could be. Is it is it some brand of something else that features bronze models? We don't really know. I don't really think it's a real thing. But it, it, it just gives Spider-Man something to fly into, mm-hmm, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing that I think we, we determined w- would be cool, but it's probably not this. I don't think that it is like guerrilla advertising for like a punk band called Super Tan. Super Tan. <laughs> that they, you know, yes. that's, it's not not go out and buy Super Tan's records. It's, no, it's probably no. not that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We were, mm-hmm. we again off the air. We should have an, a, like a lost episode, Jason, where we just put all the stuff that we talked about off the air because we had a long tangent about how there was like, it'd be a cool indie band name yeah. to call Super Tan and their Super first Tan. album would be called By Super Tan. It's just, I, we're just, we're just pumping ideas out into the ether, man. Just, exactly. you get, if they float by, just grab one. Grab one, hang on, and just go for a ride. You never exactly. know. You never know where it's going to take these, you. These days, you, you got to mm-hmm. take what you can get when you can get it. Absolutely. I want to talk about this this pilot because I think I yeah. liked him as much as you liked the guy from episode two. Oh, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Mainly mm-hmm. because he had, uh, I mean, I felt like we were going to have a song and dance number uh, in the middle of this episode <laughs> because he's flying and he's singing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm flying through the air without a single care. <laughs> You know, that old thing that oh, people yeah. sing as they're flying their biplanes. <laughs> <laughs> and then Spider-Man lands on him. And he goes, well, what the rawr? Like he does this like old man, like I'm flabbergasted kind of look, you know. And he calls him a gremlin, right? He's like, it's a, <laughs> a gremlin. A couple of times. <laughs> a couple of times. Get yeah, off and I was my like, tail, you gremlin. <laughs> right. And then I was like, did they not have in World War One? was that every sort of unexplained phenomenon that hit a plane wing was a gremlin? Because I think so. He really, mm-hmm. he really hung on to that concept of he being did. a gremlin. He yeah, did. Yeah, must have been yeah. a real threat in, in the greatest generation. <laughs> Certainly got to be more relaxing flying than, uh, than you know, uh, uh, flying over France in like 19... 19- True. 16 you know I mean, right. that, that would be that wouldn't be any fun yeah it was he was he had he had not a single care no just, just not a single without, care without without one single care and he was he was doing some uh aviation acrobatics with that plane he once was. the gremlin uh spider-man <laughs> landed on the, his tail um it was yeah he went, it, was, it was something it was something he went back into his air force training and immediately he really did. did like a, a tailspin and a loop-de-loop and you know those other technical terms that it he was learned incredible. in history class now yeah. one thing you noticed i didn't really realize until i saw it in your notes there have been other times that spider-man is like careening to his death and he just quick webs himself a parachute yes. or something like that yeah this or, time, or finds a building to flip to right I, and and obviously in this case, you know, I mean, no, no buildings around there, like over the ocean, you know, these near the beer, beach, whatever. But you would think you could at least web him. He, and he, he's webbed himself shovels, for God's sake, you know, <laughs> magazine grabbers. I'm always going to bring that up. <laughs> he can do anything with this webbing. But this right. on this occasion, he ended up having to use that uh, super tan banner to uh, yeah. to to float down to the to beach. Like, and he was like, he was like, great thing about spiders. haha. <laughs> We can grab with our feet as well as our hands, and he was, uh, and you know, he was, was yeah. very excited about being able to do that. And right, I, it was, the, I guess it was just other, another thing that Spider-Man can do. Right, and the other great thing about being a spider is that you have webs, yeah, <laughs> and that you can you can find ways to use the webs. Mm-hmm, because I was mm-hmm. like, did Spider-Man forget that he has webs? 
Um, that just, it was really strange to me. And, and when mm-hmm. he was floating down, wasn't there another kid in a parachute? And he was like, I want to go on that ride next. Oh, the, the, he, I think he, I think he passed by a kid on a carnival ride or something like that on yes. his way down. Right. right. And the kid mm-hmm. was kind of mm-hmm. jealous of Spider-Man, but it, yeah. it, now that I remember it, that was one of the things where I was like, the, the like, basically after Spider-Man is from the from the time that Spider-Man lands on the tail of the plane, which I think is the point at which, you know, is if you're watching this episode, not that you thought anything terrible was going to happen to Spider-Man. But like at that point, all right, he's he's fallen from the dirigi- the invisible dirigible <laughs> and he's on the, he's landed on this plane. He's going to be fine from that moment until this scene actually ends is a very long time. Time. It is. It's, it goes on a long time. And it's free falling for a long time. And it's yeah. only about Spider-Man falling out of the thing and, and getting to the ground. That, that's yeah. what the whole scene is about. But yeah, a whole lot is accomplished. He has a conversation with a kid on a carnival ride. He finally lands on the back of a roller coaster. Yeah, that, that's right. Uh, there's and has to ride the ride. Yeah, like he doesn't jump off it. He's like, well, I got to see and, this. And we too. have to see it. We're we're. We see it happening too. You're right. You're right. Yeah. There's a no, no not a frame of film was wasted in this episode. <laughs> There's also at that same time there it's kind of the uh, Spider-Man uh fallen back to earth is sort of inter intermixed with uh, a scene where Betty is uh waiting for a Peter Parker who has stood her up yet again mm. uh at the beach but waiting with her blonde friend who I don't I don't know if her I don't know who her, who her friend was there to meet. Also, Betty was planning on meeting Peter at the beach, but she was wearing the same outfit she wears to work every day. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, casual and formal wear. <laughs> Maybe that's just the one I, outfit that the animators could animate. Yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> but but anyway, that was that was the appearance of uh, uh, Betty Brant in this episode. The next thing that that we get is Peter ends up back at the bugle at that point, and yep. and I and and there had been Jonah was very excited early in this episode about getting someone on the story about how Spider-Man was helping Vulture. Yep. And then, but now, but now he, Jonah seems to have forgotten all about that. And he's like, Parker, the Jupiter probe is coming down. You got to get over there to take some pictures. Me and Robbie are going, you're, you're going with like, he's completely forgotten about the whole Vulture thing. The scientists haven't like, well, maybe they have reappeared. They did balloon out of, or parachute out of that dirigible. Uh, maybe that maybe that story is over now. I, I don't know. Yeah, that that it, was also yeah. a little That's confusing. yesterday's news. <laughs> yeah. Literally yesterday's yeah. news. Uh, th- so then this is another thing that just kind of struck me as a, a little odd. Jonah and Robbie are going to cover the uh, the Jupiter probe. They're planning on bringing Peter along to take pictures. But Peter decides to. Uh, as Spider-Man, put his put, he puts his clothes in what he hopes is a watertight uh, web sack. Web, yes. <laughs> and he's gonna swim out to the ship that's that's supposed to be recovering the space probe. Yeah. Peter literally was invited on this trip. <laughs> like, yeah. That was just goes that, Peter. <laughs> that threw me because then later because yeah. then later Jonah's on the ship talking to the captain and he's like I lost my photographer uh, Parker's someplace on your ship and Peter's like oh I he just could've... I just climbed up the anchor like, and he's wet and no one's yeah yeah I know I, I know I, I, I thought of that too like just go as Peter and then keep your Spider-Man costume handy right, just in case right not I, the other way around I didn't You're get it. it more difficult than it needs to be Peter didn't yeah. get it but okay whatever 
and then and the, but then this is once he's on the ship then and they're going out to sea they're going to recover the the probe at this point peter's determined that that's what the vulture is after and the vulture has told us explicitly that he's you know going to get in the the guinness book of records and steal the uh steal the jupiter rocks again just for money i guess you know yeah just, just and then the, world domination right uh, that's the order of of things in this world money yes. then world domination yep then Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> and, then, and then hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed, right? <laughs> In the world domination section. A notch above villainy. <laughs> shoot for the shoot for the stars. <laughs> but uh, this, you know, so uh, Peter decides he's going to be able to, you know, get back on the invisible dirigible from the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the naval uh, cruiser. Uh, which of course he's able to do, take care of things with the vulture. Were there, were there details in the, uh, sort of in the end there that uh, took note of in particular? Cause for me, it, it kind of wound, it, it wound down and sort of came to a head really quickly and not very memorably for me. No, not memorably, but I, I did find myself actually sitting and watching this episode more than taking notes, which mm-hmm. in this assignment that we've been given ourselves i find <laughs> right. that to be a win sure. when i'm actually mm-hmm. you know taken in by the episode and really enjoying it um yeah i yeah. felt like this was very action-packed at the end you're right though it did kind of fizzle and i felt like there was a little bit too long of shots that need to be shortened and vice versa mm. and i really think one of the things that could use a lot of editing was as much as i love him that pilot guy i mean he he really just overstayed his welcome. I wrote in my notes that at one point I thought he was going to ask to be Spider-Man's sidekick. Like he was really just like, he became, right. he went from it's a gremlin to, oh my God, he's my hero. <laughs> and we saw that whole arc. Yeah. Happen. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So that, that could have been, you know, tightened up and then we could have gotten a little bit more at the end, like to kind of, like you said, make things a little bit more memorable and kind of have a point because <laughs> mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. lot of this just felt like it was fun to animate and fun to watch, but it, yeah. it was fluff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, for sure, for sure, I, and you know to to sort of make a specific example of how I felt about it, and just was like ugh, frustrated. It was it it was again this thing where first scene with Vulture right at the beginning of the episode, Spider Man sees him uh, kidnap the scientist off his balcony. He he webs up there. He he webs uh, Vulture's ankle, I think. And, yes. he, and he's going on a ride, and he's like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do when I get up to the yeah. top of this web. And Vulture's like, nothing. Pink web yep. web gone. Boink. Yeah. Snip, snip. <laughs> Spider-Man basically did the same thing to subdue him and, and just knock him out at the end of this episode, except he shot the web around his waist. So apparently if you get above Vulture's knee, that's when <laughs> that's that, that's when his weak spot kicks in. It's, it, it's the Achilles heel. It's yeah. the waster above. <laughs> you know, so it was just like eh, you. He didn't like. He didn't have to come up with anything really unique or special to do to like to to beat the villain. It was just like uh, we'll just yeah. we'll just web this guy. Then and, and then he like snaps the web and it wraps him up and he drops to the ground. And the cops are like, "Okay, we we got him, Spidey. Thanks." Well, and we haven't seen many villains in this universe that can fly. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, there, there's an ability and a power that a villain has, and he might be a worthy adversary. In fact, I used that exact phrase, worthy adversary, in my notes at uh-huh. the beginning. Yeah. But now yeah. that you mentioned that at the end, it was just kind of like anticlimactic the way yeah. that he stopped him. It just, they, you know. They even give Vulture the line, uh, you haven't seen the last of me. Very, yeah. very cliche. But, yeah. um, but 
I would have been more satisfied if he, we hadn't seen the last of him and he escaped. But right after he says that is when Spidey webs him and ties him up. And he's like, ha I don't think I'll be seeing you anywhere but in jail. Right. Or he says, okay, that was the last of me. <laughs> that's what Vulture <laughs> says. Okay, that's it. Okay, that's it. All right, all right, I'll, see, all right I'll see you later. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, and, and I feel like every time a villain says that in the series, because we know the ultimate fate of it, someone yeah. at whatever network <laughs> was working was going, not, not so fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have seen the last of you. Hold up, hold up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. slow down. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, overall, though, I, I mean, I really, I, we the things that we talked about that I liked, I really liked uh, hearing about Harry Osborn, even though he didn't actually appear, I liked you know uh, like just getting some mention of him. After last week, boy, am I glad we didn't see Aunt May here because yeah. I've seen enough Aunt May now. I hope we've seen the last of her. Let's <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> be fine with me. Last week's episode was such a mess. I'm still thinking yeah. about that. I mean, I know I know I'm that having, we talked about it a while ago. Nightmares. Jason, I yeah it. it it messed me up, man. <laughs> it was my Vietnam of this whole experience. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks, but yeah, this was a this was a very um, refreshing episode. Sure, a, a nice a palate cleanser. How's yeah, that? it got it gets you it gets you back to some sense of normalcy. Yeah, it's almost like it's like the Biden presidency of the Spider-Man <laughs> eighty-one, uh, where we seriously. look back and we go, "What were these last four years about?" Yeah. <laughs> But it was just one episode. Oh gosh, <laughs> I um and, and and it's funny that you say normalcy because uh-huh. this episode, to remind you, has an invisible dirigible or dirigible, <laughs> and and cyborg hawks. Right, <laughs> but this is normal. This is more normal. <laughs> oh, thank God we can be bored oh. by the by the cyber the cyber hawks. <laughs> The oh. meaningless BS of the right. of the of the Hawks. So what's your uh, what what's your ultimate uh, rating on this one? Uh, what do you what do you give this? Uh, I gave it a three vulture. and a half spiders on our patented five spider scale. Mm-hmm. Um, I said that it was a less lofty, pardon the pun, <laughs> um, idea, and and more of what I actually want in a Spidey episode. We get a villain of the week. Mm-hmm. Spidey mm-hmm. defeats him. Um, they don't try to you know bring in supernatural elements. I didn't give it more than that because, you know, it, it's this show uh, <laughs> and it would yeah. take a lot for me to give it something above a three and a half. Um, but I, I did really enjoy it. And I, I do want to mention that I loved the voice characterization of the vulture. I thought yes. that was perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the and the, the guy who voiced uh, the vulture, faithful listener, if you are up on your 80s animation, uh, you'll recognize him as the uh, Don Mesnick. Messick? Messick. Messick. Don Messick is his name. Mm-hmm. You'll recognize him as the voice of Papa Smurf and probably a few other Smurfs. A lot yeah. of those Smurfs sound the same. A lot, yeah. uh, but, you know, that that was someone I uh, recognized immediately uh, yeah. as being voiced by this guy. If you look at that resume, yeah. if, you're, mm-hmm. if you're bored, look mm-hmm. at Don Messick's resume. I mean, he, he basically did everything in mm-hmm. the Hanna-Barbera world from its creation until, gosh, the early 2000s. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 So, uh, but yeah, he and he did a he he was exactly what I would hope the site. He had he had a he was able to give it a real kind of bird birdish quality yeah. for if that's ah, yeah mm-hmm. that kind of situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He did that. I am available for voiceover work. I can that that's just Obviously. a small sampling of what yeah. I can do. Yeah. Ah! Mm-hmm. I can do a lot of that. I can do yes. a lot of those sounds. A lot of that. Uh-huh. And totally different than Michael Keaton. Michael <laughs> Keaton, Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming, you know, uh-huh. totally different take on it. 
but this is more of the traditional comic book thing. Correct. I don't think Michael yeah. Keaton did any squawking from what I, I recall. I don't recall coming. squawking. No, no, no. Maybe if he comes back in a future movie, he can squawk. I don't know. Squawk don't... it up a little. Yeah. So three uh, and a half spiders for me. How about you, Jason? I give this. Uh, I that's more. That's more than I want to give it. I I will give it a. I'll put it solidly halfway to the top of our five point scale. I give this a two and a half radioactive okay. spiders. The the ending of it annoyed me, you know. And there and the the thing about Spider Man swimming out to the boat for some reason. There were just there were a few things that were just like uh, just. Again, when it when it seems like they're putting good ideas together and and moving along well, when when I hit those road bumps, they seem really jarring. So uh, yeah, and they and they yeah. really distract you. I get that, but sure. uh, but pretty solid. So I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it a two and a half out of five. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It is. It is. We do what we can. <laughs> We've got more comic canon characters uh, showing up next week. Next week's episode is Wrath of the Submariner, but also features uh, the Kingpin as a villain. So. Um, yeah. We've got a whole mess of crazy crap happening uh, next week, so that'll be fun. Yeah, looking forward to it. All right, buddy. Until then, uh, take it easy. You too. Thanks for listening to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app. Follow us on Twitter at BKO Radio and like the show on Facebook. You can reach us by email, spideyfanspodcast at gmail.com. Most importantly, if you enjoyed it, share with a friend. 